Welcome back to another podcast for my summer reading project. Today, I will be talking about each type of conflict in Looking for Alaska, along with the symbolism that occurs throughout the book. The first type of conflict that occurs throughout the book is person versus self. One example of person versus self would be Pudge versus Miles. Throughout the book, Miles is trying to find out who he is and also tries to seek the great perhaps. At the beginning, Miles was friendless and unhappy until he attended Culver Creek, where he became known as Pudge. Throughout the book, he works very hard to discover who Pudge really is. However, this was very hard for him to find out. In result to Alaska's death, Miles discovers who and what Pudge is and also seeks the great perhaps. All in all, this was an example of person versus self conflict because Pudge was not only trying to seek the great perhaps, but also trying to find out who he is as a person. Another type of conflict throughout the book is person versus society. An example of person versus society is the weekday warriors against the regular boarders, or the people who stay at school over the weekend, such as Miles, Chip, Alaska, and others. These groups fight a little and prank each other throughout the story. One example of this is on the first night at Culver Creek, one of the weekday warriors drowns Miles because he is not a part of their group. The author writes, They picked me up and hurled me into the water, sinking. Sinking, but instead of feeling panic or anything else, I realized that these guys don't were terrible last words. Green, 25. This quote is exactly when the weekday warriors taped up Miles and threw him into the lake. After this event, conflict arose between the two groups, and many pranks started to happen. An example of one of these pranks are when the regular campers put blue dye in the weekday warriors' gel and conditioner. All in all, the conflict of person with society is shown throughout many points in the story. Throughout the story, Miles faces many external conflicts. One example of experiencing an external conflict is when Miles got in trouble by the eagle or Mr. Starnes, because he got caught smoking. Another example of Miles facing an external conflict is when he was excluded from planning one of the pranks. This hurt Miles, and he expresses it in the story. Even though it hurt Miles, he got to study for his exams, something that he had not done in a while. Miles explains, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were torture. The colonel was always with Alaska, and I was never invited. So I spent an inordinate amount of time studying for finals which helped my GPA considerably. Green, 99. These are just a few out of the many external conflicts Miles experiences throughout the book. While John Green created many different conflicts, he also includes many symbols which help give the book more detail and an overall more significant meaning. The first symbol is the symbol of the white tulips in the back of Alaska's car. These white tulips symbolize her mother and a memorial for Alaska. They represent her mother because when Alaska was younger, her mom used to put white daisies in her hair. The night she passed, Alaska was doodling and remembers the anniversary of her mother's death because she had drawn flowers that looked like the ones placed in her hair a while back. When realizing this, Alaska quickly grabs the white tulips that Jake her boyfriend had given her, and leaves Culver Creek to go place them on her grave. Sadly, Alaska was driving under the influence and died in a car crash. 
with these tulips next to her as she died. These flowers also symbolize a memorial for Alaska. The next symbol is the symbol of the labyrinth. The first time Miles had a conversation with Alaska, Miles' hidden talent of knowing a lot of people's last words came up. While Alaska did not know nearly as much about this as Miles, Alaska had a set of last words that would stick with him throughout the novel. Alaska reads, He, that's Simon Bolivar, was shaken by the overwhelming revelation that the headlong race between his misfortunes and his dreams was at that moment reaching the finish line. The rest was darkness. Damn it, he sighed. How will I ever get out of this labyrinth? Green, 18 to 19. After reading this quote, Miles does not know what the labyrinth is and how to get out of it. I think the labyrinth and how one gets out of it can symbolize anything someone wants, but whatever they choose will show how one lives their life. For example, Alaska thought the labyrinth was suffering, and the way to escape it was straight and fast. She got out of suffering by going straight and fast into the cop car, causing her death. All in all, I think the labyrinth and how one gets out of it can symbolize many things and can also determine how one lives their life. The final symbol is last words. Throughout the book, last words symbolize guides to live life and the different ways someone can choose how to live life. At the beginning of the story, Miles thinks that last words are a way to summarize someone's life. When Alaska dies, Miles knows that he would never be able to hear her last words but all he has is the words to be continued from her. By Alaska saying this, he realizes that last words are not always the most important words and a way to summarize someone's life. In addition, throughout his world religions class, he learns that these words can be a guide to life. Overall, Miles' world religion class taught him how to view last words. We have reached the end of today's podcast. My name is Darren, and until next time, I'm out. Peace.